Universe Live, and today we are talking all Pokemon all the time, so let's go have fun. Welcome to another episode of Ultra Universe Live, the series that covers the more nerdy, geeky, and fandom topics. Now, you know me, I love Pokemon there. Um, today we're going to go over one of the movies and one of the video games, both of which are very popular. So starting us off, Pokemon Forever, Celebi and the Voice of the Forest. Very sad movie that actually takes a happy turn, as most all Pokemon movies do. In this particular movie, Ash and Friend meet up with a boy named Sam and his Celebi. Um, <laughs> well, his protector of Celebi. Um, they find out through Sam that a man who is the Iron Master Marauder who is taking all the Pokemon and making them dark and evil and obey his commands. Um, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, they need to go figure out what is going on. Um, they travel through the forest. They end up meeting a Suicune, which is kind of cool. Though Ash had seen one before, this is the first time he actually recognized it or called it by name. And chaos ensues as all the Pokemon in the forest are mindlessly taken over by the Iron Marauder. It's up to Sam, Ash, Misty, and Brock to do what they can to take them down. Of course, all the while Team Rock in the background trying to get something out of it and never making it full. The Iron Marauder realizes he up against, he's up against uh, the group. Uh, very strong trainers when every time he throws out Pokemon, they are tied up and defeated before he even arrives. At some point in time, we see uh, Sam and his Charmeleon, Ash and his Bayleaf go at it with the Iron Marauder and again, take him down. Um, all the while, they're losing and winning and losing and winning. Some of the Pokemon are having returned to the Pokeballs after being too weak. But at the end of it all, Celebi takes them to a special tree, the berry tree, um, ends up giving life to Celebi because as we know, one of the most sad parts is when Celebi almost passes away. But thanks to Ash, Sam, and the group, they give him the berries, get him the recovery, and Celebi returns. We do see the evil Celebi go up against the regular Celebi. And of course, it's always one of those mirror image type of battles. Um, the entire thing goes down. And of course, the kids win. They defeat the Iron Marauder, send him away. And all the Pokemon that were um, uh, taken over have been released and are now free to run through the wild as wild, happy Pokemon. The interesting part of here is that we find out that this boy is actually from 40 years ago. And what they're actually living is a past timeline. And what's even crazier is it turns out that this boy is Professor Oak. How do we know that? Because at one point in the, in the movie, uh, while they're on a phone call with Professor Oak, he refers to the kid as Sam, even though none of them told, told him who the kid was. So guess what? We find out that it is, um, he's, it's the young Professor Oak. So 
Professor Oak's first name apparently is Sam, Samuel Oak, which I think we actually learned previous, but now we make the connection. How cool is that? Because of that, we learned that Professor Oak at one time owned a Charmeleon, which is kind of funny because one of Ash's best that he's ever had that he continues to use is his Charizard. So maybe Professor Oak and Ash are connected in more ways than one as Professor Oak used one of his main Pokemon there. The debuts that we see in here are Piloswine, Sneasel, Jumpluff, Tyranitar, Croconaw, and Celebi. Of course, the humans, there's so many, and the Pokemon as well. Um, the movie was originally released in Japan between episodes 205 and 206, the Kecleon Caper, and the Joy of Water Pokemon. This is the last movie to feature an auto-commentary. It's also, it is also the only one to include voice actors Veronica Taylor, Rachel Lillis, Eric Stewart, and Maddie Boston, which are usually the American voices, not the Japanese. This was the third Pokemon movie to air on Toon Disney in the United States after Jirachi Wishmaker and Destiny Deoxys. Cyndaquil and Totodile appeared in promotional posters, but never actually made it into the movie themselves. How weird. This is the first movie in which Team Rocket directly assist the main villain, whether or not they were doing it on purpose, who knows. Togepi is Misty's only Pokemon to appear in the movie, also kind of weird. This is the first movie in which a Pokemon evolves. Uh, in this case, it's Metapod and Butterfree. This is the first movie in which Team Rocket blasts off. How funny. Meowth refers to the real word when he mistakes the Iron Mask Marauder for a Mexican wrestler, so he is using real-world terminology in a fictional world. Hmm. This is the first movie to feature talking Pokemon other than Meowth. And one example is Stantler, but unlike in the episode Little Bighorn, Stantler's voice is dubbed in this movie. This movie marks the first time that a caught mythical Pokemon is featured in the anime. This is the first movie to keep its Japanese soundtrack in the dub, and the practice will continue until the 16th film. The working title for this movie was Pokemon 2001. Kind of goes with, I think, the other one that was 1999, something like that, so... Hmm. The events of this movie were later made canon in For Ho-Oh the Bells Toll, the episode from the Jojo region, where Ash identifies Suicune by name. He only learned its name in the movie despite having seen it in the episode prior called Don't Touch That Dial, where they introduced Totodile. This was the first Pokemon movie to be distributed by the bigger company Miramax, which now, funny enough, is no longer a big company here, but at the time it was. Now, most of the errors are miscolorations and removal. So for instance, Ash at the beginning is wearing his regular clothes instead of his pajamas. Usually at the beginning of every movie, Ash wakes up, grabs Pikachu. Mr. White, one of the characters, loses his gloves only to have them return in the next scene magically. Huh. Even though Sam, one of the main character, runs in the lake, he's only wet to his knees, even though we saw him actually swimming full-blown, uh, like almost up to his neck. Um, in one scene, we see that Celebi has lost one of his antenna, or a piece of his antenna. And when Suicune goes back to the Lake of Life, we see a nearby sentry with ears that don't match the color of his body. It happens. We've talked about it before. Most colorations, or most um, editing might get missed throughout the whole thing. So we're going to skip over the dub edits because that's really um, kind of out of the wheelhouse. But if you guys want to check it out, um, I believe, okay, so you can get it on Prime, you can get it on Google Play, you can get it on iTunes. So you can purchase them all there or rent them there. Um, there's also the 
Pokemon Forever Voice of the Forest book and sticker book. There's the graphic novel, Celebi, A Timeless Encounter, and Celebi, A Timeless Encounter, excuse me, manga. Um, I believe once, excuse me, guys, once in a while, <coughs> the free Pokemon TV app that I talk so much about will have the movies. They switch off and it changes, so don't expect them to always be there all the time. However, keep a lookout if you have the app. You might be able to find it on, on there. I'm going to try to find it there, but if not, I think it might be worth getting um, uh, the copy on digital. Because it is a very good movie. And Celebi is one of the most favorited mythical creatures. Alright, moving from movies to video games. We're actually going to talk about one that is not in the news right now. Well, not really. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon series. So this is a series of spin-off games developed by Spike Chunsoft, being the longest-running series of spin-off games. It currently includes 11 different games is expanded into several manga and anime specials. So let's give you some history. The first pair of games in the series, Red Rescue and Blue Rescue, were released by Game Boy Advance or on Game Boy Advance and Nintendo DS in 2005 in 2006 for us. You know, Japan gets it before we do. Um, and then it spread out uh, 06, 07 throughout the world. Uh, the game features all 386 Pokemon from Gen 1 through 3. An anime adapt adaptation loosely based on the game Pokemon Master Dungeon Team Go-Getters out of the gate. First aired in Japan in 07. And it actually got to us. Actually, that might be a typo. It's probably 2008. Um, a manga then came out and was also released in South Korea. Um, only Blue was released, not Red, but you can get a free demo of Gold on your PC. Interesting. The second pair, called Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Time and Explorers of Darkness, was released in 07 and 08. Uh, they introduced almost all of Gen 4, um, excluding ones like Shaman and Arceus, for obvious reasons. Usually you don't get those guys immediately because they are either legendary, mythical, or, or that, or whatnot. Um, another anime adaptation called Explorers of Time and Darkness then aired in 07 and 08. And of course, the manga came after as well. The third version, Explorers of the Sky, was released in 09, and actually for us later in 09, so I guess we're speeding up a little bit, huh? Um, uh, the game has several editions, including Shaman at this point, um, and it included uh, more storyline from Time and Darkness, the previous game there as well. Um, on August 4th, 2009, some more... Um, Games came out. We have uh, Keep Going, Blazing Adventure Squad, Let's Go Stormy Adventure, Go For It Light Adventure, all came out on the Wii, only in Japan. Um, these were the only three games that do not be released internationally and can be ex released exclusively on digital media and are the first to be released on a home console. Whew, a lot of info. Next was Gates to Infinity from 2012 to 2013 for the 3DS, and this one featured Gen 5. Two animated shorts came after. Uh, Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon then came on the DS in 2015. Later for us in 2015, the rest of the world got in 2016. And lo and behold, Gen 6. So this had all 720 Pokemon at the time, 1 through 6. Whew, this is a lot. In 2020, where do we go? There we are. Rescue Team DX, a remake of Red and Blue, was announced. It was released for Nintendo Switch 
Later that year, it is the most faithful remake of the addition of gameplay changes and enhancements and cross-generational evolutions. Maybe that's the one I want to go with. Probably because it's on the Switch. I'm going to look up that one and see if I can download that. So what's the gameplay like? Like the core games, it has two gameplay modes. Unlike the core games, battle mode and dungeon mode are not distinct. It's turn-based, with each step, attack, or item being used counted as a single turn. The size of the party is limited to only four, versus usually you get six, compared to as the, yeah, the six in the regular. Furthermore, players are only able to directly control one Pokemon, their own character. Um, yeah, okay. The player's teammates are essentially autonomous, with player control being limited to general strategies, such as avoiding Pokemon battles or not moving or staying in one place. The type of AI used by team members can be changed. Most of the gameplay takes place within the Mystery Dungeon, with many floors and hostile Pokemon. Due to many dangers, exploration teams prefer for the challenges by using many services offered at Pokemon settlements, such as Pokemon Square and Treasure Town. This is getting interesting. Uh, the games also feature storylines and aspects of player being transformed into a Pokemon and lost on memory of being a human, and emotional separation from the befriended partner at the end of the main battle before the credits. Interesting. All right, so it breaks down the timeline again on here. Uh, both of these were from Bulbapedia, so if you go to Bulbapedia.com, you'll be able to find all the info. A little bit of trivia here. This series is the only spin-off series to have game released as pairs similar to the core series. However, the computer programs, Pokemon Project Studio Red and Blue, were also released as a pair, but not part of the series. They also were the only spin-off to receive a remake with Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, being a remake of the original Red and Blue Rescue. So, what do you guys think? That's a lot of info. I'm going to try to check those out on my Switch, see how much there. I do have those coins that you can redeem. But anyway, guys, let me know what you think. We love doing Pokemon, as you can tell. I don't know where I'm pointing. There I am. Okay. Anyway, that was weird. Um, let us know what you think. We have another video coming up. We are going to react to food later. I'm just going to leave it at that. Enjoy. Come back. Join us then around 12, 1230. We will have a blast. Thank you all. Have a wonderful day.